Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership, insight, and advice. Welcome to season two of She Leads Podcast, leadership empowerment for women of color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Shay Cannon. Shay Cannon is a publisher, entrepreneur coach, and expert advocate. Shay Cannon positions entrepreneurs in business two to three years to get noticed and paid as experts through her four keys, which are pin, publish, promote, and profits. Before becoming a full-time entrepreneur, Shay Cannon was a paralegal for over 10 years for Forbes 500 law firms. Using her four keys to become a six-figure earner, she gets results for her clients to get paid for their genius through coaching products and services based on her formula for their success. Her clients are typically experts like coaches, speakers, authors, and niche entrepreneurs. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Shay Cannon. So Shay, I read your bio and I love your passion to coach entrepreneurs on getting paid for their genius. And I especially love your recognition of our talents being our genius. So kudos to you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Because we all have talents and gifts, right? Some people think they don't. They just take for granted that what they're good at, everybody is good at. And sometimes we need other people to tell us what we're good at. Exactly. Yes. I love it. Okay. So Shay, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to be a guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Awesome. Thank you so much. I am so glad to be here because let me tell you, what you are doing is so important. Sometimes we tend to compartmentalize things and niche things a little too much. Sometimes we need someone to bring it out and say, guess what? You're all leaders and let me show you how and let me pull out you know, what your leadership genius is. Sometimes we need somebody to do that for us because sometimes it gets a little lonely, lonely being niched down to just what you're good at. Yes. Thank you. I agree. Okay. So now let's talk about leadership. Yes. So I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Shay? Exactly. Exactly. That is a very concise way of saying what I was trying to say earlier. I definitely think everyone is a leader and I definitely think everyone is good at something and we just need to bring it out sometimes. Yes. Okay. So can you tell us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you to come to this realization? I definitely can. And it's so funny because it may go back further than most people can even remember, but I was such a little weird kid, right? So when I was younger, I just tend to do things differently. And instead of being told, you know, you need to do things like everyone else, I actually was encouraged to be different. I was actually encouraged to do things the way that I wanted to do them or how I thought that they could be done better. And so the first person to encourage that for me was my grandmother, who is actually 
the same person I look up to for leadership and entrepreneurship. So maybe she saw something in me early on that I now use in my business and being a leader, which is thinking a little differently, you know, being compassionate about everyone involved in something and seeing how it can be done better so that everyone wins. And so I actually got that at an early age and I can thank my grandmother for that. Yes. Thanks to your grandmother. That is awesome. And we do. Everyone needs that encouragement. And unfortunately, some people don't have it, but those that do are so fortunate. So good for you. Okay. So in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Shay, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? I definitely can. For me, my biggest code of leadership is don't hold yourself out to be perfect and instead hold yourself out to be a partner in the process. That's my biggest thing. If you hold yourself out to be perfect just because you're the head of something or you're leading something, then you don't leave room for you to be human. You don't leave room for you to make mistakes and bring other people in to learn from the mistakes in the process. And so that is my big one. In my code of leadership, don't try to be perfect. Share what's going on and your your resolutions for what's going on. Okay. Yes. I like that. Yes. Because trying to be perfection, first of all, is an illusion, right? And you can never attain it. So it does lead to stagnation and stopping you from going places. And I like to be a part of the process because it is a process that many people take a part of. It's, It's about the team and the people that help you to get where you need to go. So that's awesome. Exactly. Okay. So I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I consider them lessons, more of an optimistic view. But Shay, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? I do believe that failure is necessary, first of all. Once again, let's go back to that perfection. We're not all perfect. And so we're not going to always do things right. So failure, which is perceived so negatively, is really just a nudge, right? It's, it's something that tells you, hey, not this way, try another way. And so you've kind of eliminated something that does not work. And so you go back to the drawing board and you figure out what does work, keeping in mind what did not work, right? So I feel like failure is fuel. It's fuel for your success. You need failure to perfect or kind of make better whatever your process is, whatever your product is, whatever your service is, the ways that you lead. You need failure to make those things better. Yes. Thanks for that. Yes, you said a lot and I loved it all. Failure is necessary. It should be looked at as a nudge, letting you know where you went wrong or where you need to change. And then failure is fuel for success. That is awesome. Okay. So Shay, can you share one time you failed as a leader and what you learned from that experience that helped you to become a better leader? Definitely, definitely. So I frequently have masterminds and I frequently have some type of membership service. And I promise to do two trainings per month, right? I'm going to, you know, we're going to have these work sessions weekly and I'm going to have these two trainings per month. And it wasn't, you know, I just wanted to to be, be able to give as the leader of this mastermind to give as much value as possible. Well, I did not consider that the weekly meetings were going to be a lot, right? And that because of the weekly meetings, I didn't have time for the two trainings per month. I didn't have time to prepare them adequately. 
And so it ended up being one training per month. So what I did was my integrity wouldn't allow me not to recognize that, hey, I promised you to. I'm really only able to do one. So I had to recognize that first and foremost. And then I came back to them and said, hey, you know, what can I give you of value to kind of make up for the fact that this is not going to be two because I now know I can't do two. It's going to be one training per month. And what else do you need? Because I want to make you whole. So I felt like, you know, that was a bit of a failure in that, you know, I wasn't able to give what my promise was, right? I wasn't able to deliver on that promise. And so I had to come back, number one, and recognize that, hey, I said this, I wasn't able to do it. And number two, how do I make you whole? And so, yeah. That's how I failed and that's how I learned from it. Awesome. Yes. And I like that because not only did you fail, but you also bounced back within the same thing. So I heard you say that you recognized you were in over your head. You had to be transparent about it and then be accountable to offer something else to just keep up with your customers and have a customer satisfaction. So that's great. Exactly. And going back to what you said about failure, I mean, it's not a negative thing. You have to just, you know, recognize that you can only do so much as one person or as your team or as a company. Just being here on this earth, you're only able to do so much, right? And and with me being transparent, the gift that I got back was immeasurable because basically what my members told me was, you know what, we really wouldn't have had time to go through these two trainings per month anyway. Wow, that's awesome. Just like I was busy, right? My clients were busy and they were like, hey, you know, this one is going to be all we can get through per month anyway. So failure is not a bad thing. Thank you. Okay. So Shay, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's harder. I think it's harder. I mean, we're still in a day and age where we as women are coming in with more education, we're coming in with more value, and we're still getting paid less. We as women have our own obstacles to overcome. We're nurturers. We always just want to give, 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 give. We don't necessarily always think about ourselves. And so sometimes we come off the bat giving too much when we're not being paid for that too much yet. And so, yeah, I think basically how society has us set up right now, we have to work doubly hard and may or may not get compensated as much, but I do think that that is changing. I think the tide is changing. Not only are we fighting for our rights more, not only are we out in the workplace showing that we're great and we should be paid more, but we're starting to be the front runners and the ones of value that are able to deliver more. So I think it's changing, but yes, I do think right now we're still having to work way harder than anyone else. Okay. Yes, I totally agree with you as far as, I mean, you know, some it's, it's just facts, right? Women are tend to be paid less. We yeah. are nurturers, which can be giving too much, giving more than what you're receiving. And then we do have to work doubly hard. But I do agree that the tide is changing. So I'm definitely excited about that. Yes. If you could see me, I'm dancing. It's changing. <laughs> yes. Okay. So productivity is a hot topic right now as it should be. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Shay, do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? I sure do. I have like one and then kind of like a sub one, right? So my biggest thing is we all feel like we have to write stuff down, right? But we're so mobile. You know, we're never in one place at one time. It's not always convenient to write things down. Sometimes we can be in a place where it makes it horribly inconvenient to write things down. And so my biggest productivity tip for 
everybody is use your smartphone, even in a text message, even in your emails. I prefer emails myself. There is that little mic icon. Did you know you can speak into your email? Speak into your email, whether it's the start of a book, whether it's I brainstorming ideas to make your business better, whether it's how you can better help those that you serve, whatever it is. If you're caught off guard, you can't write it or you you like to write, but you know, at some point you're going to have to type it. Just dictate it to yourself in an email. You can very easily later on go and cut and paste into a Word document or whatever you would like to use. Make it better for the official email. It's right there. So we're, we're in a day and age where we need to come away from creating more work for ourselves. So no longer dictate into a recording, right? No longer, because what happens is now you still have the extra step of transcription. Go ahead and dictate directly into an email. And then that, therefore, you can, after that, you can just cut and paste into whatever word processing document you're using and you're good to go. So that is my huge, huge, huge productivity tip. And my little niche productivity tip, again, since I'm an author coach, go ahead and start speaking your books. Just speak them. People say, I don't have time to write. Do you have time to speak? So those are my productivity tips. Thank you. I love that. And I didn't know about this speaking feature into email because I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, because I have used the recorder on my phone. But then, like you said, you have that step to actually write it afterward. I love that. Thank you. Look, I'm, I'm going to take that with me today. Please do. Please. <laughs> okay. So, Shay, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the takeaway or the outcome? Let's see. An experience that blessed my leadership. I think that would be finding my tribe, right? Because I think sometimes as a leader of whatever you're leading, as a person of service, it's sometimes hard to find the people that you want to serve because you you just so want to serve everybody. You so want to serve everybody. So I think that when I went into a business training and the person that led that training told me, you know, to speak to everybody is to speak to nobody because people don't self-identify with what you're saying. And so it's hard to lead trying to help everybody. So if you know that you're trying to help this specific segment of people, when you're speaking to them, you start to speak their language and they start to hear the words that attract them and how you speak. Instead of speaking to everybody, speak directly to that niche audience that you need to help, that you are ready to help, that your products, your services, your gifts are designed to help. Because when you do that, you become a better leader. Thanks for that. Yes, I totally agree with you. Finding your tribe or for people who may not understand what that means, that's like a niche branding, right? To determine exactly who your services are for. And it it needs to be narrow. Some people think, oh, I don't want to limit myself, but in not limiting yourself, like you said, you leave yourself open and no one can relate to you. But if you narrow down, you'll get those people that can relate. And then it'll also trickle in and attract other people as well. So exactly. And they do it in more than business, right? Think about our churches these days. Our churches have lots of many ministries inside. We have the singles ministry. We have the married ministry. We have the, you know, the parent ministry. We have the children's ministry. Those are the niche down versions of just ministry. Because maybe the person who's having a problem in their marriage doesn't see just going to church in general helping them. But if you have that marriage ministry, 
they identify that, hey, this is what I need. So it's more than just about business. So yeah, in, in any capacity that you leave, find the people that you need to service, that small group so that they see when you're talking, hey, that person can definitely help me with what I have going on specifically. Yes. Thank you for that. Okay. So Shay, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? Yes. The best advice that I have about being a great leader is being of service first. Being of service first. I feel like when you start off helping people, even if you're in business to, to make money, even if you're in business to raise money, whatever the secondary goal is, the first goal should be service. People know when you're genuinely trying to help them, right? And so they're not going to follow you if they see the ulterior motive. If you want to be a great leader, you have to put service first. And I would have to say, I felt that more in businesses and in people who didn't come with the advertisement first, right? Or the, you know, whatever was for sale first or whatever was the benefit to only them. The people who come to the benefit for me first are going to be the people that taught me, okay, it's about the people. It's about what you can do for the people. And as a leader, you are responsible for the people that you want to lead. So you start with a, a heavy focus on service. Okay. Yes, I totally agree with being a service-oriented or a servant leader. So thanks for sharing that. Okay, so you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? I feel great. I feel great because I know sometimes, you know, I don't come off as the typical leader, right? So sometimes I go, you know, I might go a little left, I might go a little right, but I can always bring it back to the center, I hope, to make it just about leadership in general because we're all leaders and I need people to know that even whatever little weird thing you were doing as a child, whatever little weird thing you're doing as an adult, whatever special thing about you, you can be a leader. Yes, I totally agree. Yes, and some people don't, recognize themselves as leaders, but we are leaders. We lead ourselves every day. I mean, we may be a good leader or a bad leader. I'm not saying you, you know, you make bad decisions, you know, and give off bad influence or impact, then you're a bad leader, but nonetheless, you're still a leader. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So I want to thank you again for being my guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and ventures that they would benefit from knowing about? I definitely do. But first, I just want to thank you because not only do I feel blessed and honored to be on your show, I really feel aligned with what you have going on because I definitely believe in leadership and I definitely believe in leadership for us women because we are great leaders. We lead households and we lead families every day. So I just wanted to start with that. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. And secondly, you can find me across all social media at Expertly Shay. That's E-X-P-E-R-T-L-Y-S-H-A. All across social media. And my website is www.shaycannon.com. That's S-H-A-C-A-N-N-O-N.com. Okay. So Shay, thank you again for being a guest on She Lee's podcast. We appreciate your insight today. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this interview with Shay. I love Shay's passion for servant leadership. 
As Shea stated, serving comes first in the journey to be a successful leader. It is of the utmost importance to help people, which is the core of servant leadership. Servant leadership consists of leading by example and acts of selflessness. An anonymous quote reads, if serving is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. I admire Shay's view of perfectionism. According to Shay, we should not hold ourselves out to be perfect. Instead, we should hold ourselves out to be a partner in the process. Essentially, we are all works in progress from the time we are born until the time we die. So we must leave ourselves room to be human. It is okay to not know it all. And it is okay to get things wrong. Contrarily, it is not okay to pretend as if everything is picture perfect, as transparency is most definitely a code of leadership. I can relate to Shay's solution-oriented mindset, as I am also a solution-oriented individual. As with Shay, I often look at things differently from other individuals and aim to find more effective ways to reach the goal so everyone wins. Being solution-oriented requires a mindset shift. Solution-oriented individuals can successfully take themselves out of the equation and do not focus on the problems they face. This requires a level of deep thinking that many people are not willing to partake in. Yet, it is so rewarding and well worth the effort. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Shay mentioned the importance of getting away from creating more work for ourselves. One of the ways Shay suggested we do so is by taking advantage of the voice-to-text features our computer devices have. As Shay mentioned, we can speak our books, memos, and plans into our emails, which takes away the need to transcribe ourselves, thus cutting out a big chunk of the work involved in the process. My takeaway for this week is to explore and get comfortable using the voice-to-tech features that are available to me with the goal of saving time and resources while increasing productivity. I have been guilty of neglecting tasks due to the effort needed to complete them, yet I have no problem talking, so this will be a great process improvement for my life. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. We want to hear from you. We would love to know your thoughts about leadership empowerment with Shay Cannon. What did you learn? What did you agree with? What did you like? Or you can tell us what you did not like, what you do not agree with, or what you think should be changed. Go to Facebook at She Leads Podcast and let us know. Respondents will be entered into a random drawing for a Genius is Common t-shirt. Thanks, and until next time, be empowered and empower on.